The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 238. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. My goal is to share ideas, frameworks, and insights you can use to leverage psychology to accelerate your success. Last week in episode number 237, I talked about how you can learn to generate excitement at will to supercharge your motivation, energy, and action taking. This week, I'm peeling back the curtain behind how I recognize when expectations are problematic and how to change unhelpful expectations. So let's dig in. One of the first skills I had to work on as a psychology grad student was keeping calm, curious, and collected no matter what a client says. And I've heard some shocking, provocative, and jaw-dropping things. Nowadays, when a client asks if what they are about to share is confidential, or they squirm in their seat, struggling with embarrassment or shame, I can honestly tell them that whatever they're struggling to share, I've heard much, much worse. Keeping a straight face in the face of the unexpected is a skill. For me, a big part of developing the skill was shifting my own perception and expectations. When I'm sitting in the psychologist's chair, there's no judgment, no comparison, no expectations. It's actually a lot of work to shut that down because so much of what our brains do is anticipate, analyze, and judge. For a while, I tried to brute force it, to push away those thoughts, dismiss them, or just refocus but that was actually counterproductive for me because it meant I was still coming from the same place with the same beliefs. Beliefs that were comparison-based, narrow-minded, and quick to label and judge instead of curiosity-based, open-minded, and willing to take the time and develop clarity together. It also ended up taking a lot of time, energy, and focus away from paying attention to my client and putting it on having to manage what's going on in my own brain. Beyond having to shift my own expectations, a lot of the work I do with clients is helping them shift their expectations and beliefs too. Before I share two traits that I worked on that have made all the difference in being successful at shifting my own expectations as a psychologist and helping clients in making their shift, I want to share how I learned to identify unhelpful expectations in myself and my clients. It all boils down to two words, lopsided reactions. 
As a therapist, I hear the big, the bad, and the ugly. Not just your run-of-the-mill, but the biggest, the baddest, and the ugliest. The stuff people have never told another soul, or even said out loud. So many people would have big reactions to the thoughts, feelings, and stories that people share with their therapist, which is just one reason why so many people see a therapist, a trained professional who won't snap judge, whose reactions won't pile onto the shame, who will be curious, understanding, and kind while being deeply caring and invested in helping. Plus, a great therapist comes armed with plenty of tools and skills to help you. Big reactions are a sign of significant expectations. And often those expectations are well-earned. How? Repeated experience. Because repeated experience reinforces expectations. In fact, one of the sayings I repeat over and over again with my clients is how much our past affects our perceptions. How much experience informs our expectations of the future. Most of our expectations come from direct personal experience or vicarious experience in the form of observing something happen to other people or hearing their opinions and stories. Sometimes expectations influenced by our past experiences have us imagining worst case scenarios or remind us of mistakes, failures, and their consequences whether that's from our own experiences, people we know, or stories we've heard. And all of that can generate all kinds of emotions. Sometimes they show up really big, much more than would be expected. Other times, the emotions that show up seem inconvenient or don't match the situation you're in. Your emotions can even surprise you. When you have big emotions, mismatched emotions, surprise, or negative thoughts about the long term, your emotions and your thoughts might be highlighting something a bit more subtle. That you have beliefs and expectations that are setting you up for big or out-of-context reactions. Lopsided reactions. If a piece of difficult feedback leads to thinking about calling it quits, whether that's in your marriage with a business partner or vendor, with a friend, or thinking about firing an employee, chances are there's something a little bit more subtle and maybe even deeper going on. Perhaps there's a big red button that got stepped on, except nobody saw it. That button is a deeply embedded expectation or belief that's getting trampled all over. Another indicator is when your thoughts or emotions are directed or rely on external sources, people, and circumstances outside your control to create the outcomes that you want. If you get massively frustrated, enraged, or freak out and fall apart when there's a temporary tech issue that affects your payment processing, it might be highlighting that you have some deeply embedded expectations or beliefs. There's something else going on there. Like setbacks or challenges will crush your business. Or that they are a signal of permanent failure. So what do you do once you realize you might have unhelpful expectations or beliefs that are getting in your way? Here are three steps that I think are really, really important and helpful. Step number one is tag it by spelling the belief out in crystal clear language. 
Step two is bag it by spelling out where it came from in terms of your past experiences, how you learned it, and how it's being reinforced even in the present. And step three is replace it with a better belief that is either more realistic or more useful. And it could even be both because either one is a significant improvement on the one you're currently operating out of. And here's another pro tip that will really help you do these three steps better and faster. Develop the same two key traits that I've worked on for myself. And those are humility and curiosity. To me, humility is about recognizing our limits, how much we don't know, where our capabilities and our competence ends. As a psychologist, professional humility means realizing that I will never know or understand more about my client than they do. I don't live in their body, hold all their memories, and hear all their thoughts all the time. I don't have access to their entire life history. The best I could do is listen carefully and intently and try and learn as much as I can. It also means I am not the best therapist for every single person. It does mean that I need to be really clear in who I serve and help best. To me, curiosity is about taking a stance of learning, and it stems from the humility of believing I don't know everything. Because once I recognize I don't know everything, I have a chance to learn something new in a given situation. To me, professional curiosity means drawing together what my clients choose to share on their own and asking deeper questions to gain more insight and more clarity. It means leaning into and leveraging my clinical skills of listening, empathy, and deep understanding of psychological models to recognize and understand their perspective as best I can. It also means sharing how my brain is constructing their world, their thoughts, their emotions, so we can work together to piece together what's going on, where it came from, and why and how it's continuing to operate in the here and now. Only then could I help guide the process of making consistent, repeated, significant shifts in understanding, thinking, and acting that can create long-term change. It works like compound interest. Even small and repeated increases and changes generate large returns in the long term, but a lot can be accomplished, whether in the course of weeks, months, or years. In a sense, the humility and curiosity traits are the drivers for the exact three steps I mentioned above. Number one, tagging and spelling out my client's experiences in clear language. Out of that humility of recognizing, I don't know what that experience is. Number two, bagging and capturing how their past experiences affect their current ways of thinking, feeling, and acting by leveraging my curiosity to learn and understand them more deeply. And number three, making shifts and changes to how they see, act, and experience the world with new tools, skills, and perspectives that we collaborate and work on together. So here's what you can start doing today. Start tagging, bagging, and replacing your unhelpful beliefs. 
Now you know how to identify them with lopsided emotions that show you something's off. And you have clear definitions and direction to start cultivating the humility and curiosity to drive you forward. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.